Hi, and welcome to the Beham Brothers Podcast. On this episode, we're talking Vanderbilt season predictions. Is Clark Lee the next James Franklin? Can A.J. Swan make the big leap in year two? And what has been the transfer portal impact on Vanderbilt? Send us your thoughts, and don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beham Brothers on Twitter and Facebook, where we share the latest SEC stories and our unsolicited opinions. All right, let's dig in to Vanderbilt. All right, Emmett, so this is a team that went 5-7 and seven last year. Clark Lee seems to be building the program uh, at Vanderbilt. You know, is he the next James Franklin? Uh, I think so. Just this attitude and the way he's trying to get the booster money to start actually pouring into the football program. And you're seeing it? Yeah. I mean, it's it seems like he's really passionate about Vanderbilt football. Um, I I think he's going to be the next James Franklin. I think as long as he can start recruiting, that that's where it comes down to. Is can he recruit? Yeah, you know. And when James Franklin took this job, uh, honestly, it kind of felt like James Franklin was taking it as a stepping stone type job. And that's no knock uh, to what Franklin was doing or to yeah. Vanderbilt. Um, he he took that job, and then he was able to parlay that into a Penn State job, which is a great program with an incredible amount of history. But I think what Franklin did was he set sort of this new standard, and I think sort of there's this underlying expectation at Vanderbilt, well, hey, maybe we can be a football school, right? And actually at SEC Media Days, you heard Vanderbilt folks talking about that. Hey, we are a football school with academics. That's never said at yeah, Vanderbilt. that is um, weird. They have been an academic school for the longest time, and now they're really truly seeing the value, I think, in being an athletic school. Of course, their basketball program has been good. Their baseball program has been stellar. Um, And now they're starting to pour money into their football program. They signed Clark Lee to an extension. It was announced uh, at SEC Media Days during the week there. Um, And then they're also pouring millions of dollars into a stadium renovation. They're going to close in um, part of that stadium and make it a horseshoe. Um, Should be an exciting time to be if you're a Commodore fan. Yeah, well, yeah. There's not many that go to the games, but they haven't had a reason to, and they might actually end up going now. Yeah, you know, and I hope that, that you know, maybe putting putting the money up front and uh, showing uh, uh, that they have higher expectations of the football team will hopefully make the fans come out a little bit more um, and bring out some more folks. I mean, Nashville is a huge city. We saw that at SEC Media Days. Those guys, I mean, it was a, it was a jam-packed crowd by all accounts. Um, you know, but... Uh, you know, so if you can get that Nashville crowd to come out <clears throat> and come out and watch Vandy and make Vanderbilt the Nashville college team, right alongside the Tennessee Titans and Pro, uh, it could be a successful program. I mean, maybe it's a juggernaut in waiting. Maybe it's a, a sleeping giant. You know, I think everybody in the SEC, you know, you kind of want to root for Vanderbilt just because they've been so irrelevant. Yeah, and it's like I want to see something cool happen there. Now, whenever. Auburn plays them later on in the season, I will want to destroy them. But, <laughs> obviously, I got a soft spot for them, uh, in football at least. Um, in baseball, I want to beat them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, you, it, you you hate to see a program stay down long. Um, and I know Vanderbilt has been down for a long time. They actually have an old, old history of being highly successful in football, and then they really went away from that there for uh, the better part of a you know a century. Um, but, uh, you know, until Franklin came in and really started turning that program around, setting new expectations. And I think Clark Lee is really building on that and maybe taking the next step 
he seems to want to be at Vanderbilt more than I think Franklin did. Yeah. I think he might not even want to leave. I agree. I think he maybe he's kind of he's their guy, yeah, right? You he's know, like I'm here to die. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he he wants to be their program changer, um, and I hope I hope he can do that. Um, I think it'd be exciting if Vanderbilt was good. Um, they have beaten Tennessee over the past few years. Don't bring that up to a Tennessee fan because they will uh, shoot some darts at you. But um, you know, uh, they they have done some things over the past few years. They've just not gotten enough respect for it. Haven't had a ton of winning records. All those type things kind of play into that. All right, so let's take a look, though, at this 2022 Vanderbilt team, a team that went 5-7, and seven, and we're on the cusp of going to a bowl. And Clark Lee has said, and he said it at Media Days, that he wants his team to make it back bowl. He wants his team to get to six wins. Um, and I don't blame him. Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a team that can get to six wins, um, but they played a pretty rough schedule last year. But when you're Vanderbilt, a lot of – a lot of schedules are going to look rough, right? Yeah. Um, they're at a talent deficit uh, generally, um, so it's about building quality players uh, within the program. All right, so looking at last year's schedule, they played in Hawaii. Seems like a great place to go play. Yeah. Um, won that game 63-10. to 10. I mean, can't ask for a better start, right? Um, then they go and they play Elon um, at home. Musk. Win that game. Not Elon Musk. Uh, and maybe he'll buy them. Um, and they won that game. They'll call him Team X now instead of Elon. Uh, they won that game 42-31. to 31. Uh, And then they roll into Wake Forest. Wake Forest team led by Sam Hartman that was really, really good last year. Um, a high-quality team. They kind of run this new zone read. We're super slow, um, but it's highly effective. Sam Hartman's not at Wake Forest this year, so we'll get into that when we cover the 2023 schedule. Uh, but they lose that game 25-45. to 45. Uh, Keep moving on. Northern Illinois, they win that game 38-28. By all accounts, you're looking at this game. You're 3-1 and one to start the season. You're doing pretty well. And then you look up, and you've got at Alabama, Ole Miss, and Georgia in back-to-back-to-back weeks. There's a bye week in there after Alabama. But you've got those teams three games in a row. That is a rough patch. Yeah, that's that's hard. It's hard to look at and be excited. That that is very difficult. It's impending doom. <laughs> it, it was impending doom, and uh, in fact, they went on a five-game lose streak there. Um, they lost to Alabama, number two Alabama, fifty-five to three. Not even close. Um, for whatever reason, some folks thought that they might actually give them a run for their money, uh, make it a hard game. They did not. No. Nope. Uh, they get a bye week, then they go on, they play Ole Miss, they get Ole Miss at home. Ole Miss drums them 52-28. to 28. Uh, You know, Lane Kiffin was rolling that game. The corners and Vanity have, were bad last year, they continue to be bad. Um, that's going to be another theme for this year. And then they play Georgia, and they lose to Georgia 55-0. Tough. Uh, just don't even worry about that one, Vandy folks. Uh, they, they, they beat everybody. Um, and then they go play Missouri, and you think, okay, this is our chance to get back on, get back rolling, right? Get back going again. Mm-hmm. It's a close game, but it's a close loss. They lose at Missouri, seventeen to fourteen. That's another key game this year for them. Yeah. Uh, I think for this team to be able to go bowling is going to be, can they beat Missouri? You know, you got to you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat in order to go bowling. 
Uh, they lose that game 17-14 to at Missouri. Uh, then they go play South Carolina. Fairly close game, two-score game, but 11-point game. Lose that game 38-27. to um, <clears throat> You know, again, expectations are lower. Um, but uh, I think this is a Vanderbilt team building and moving in the right direction. I think they caught South Carolina as South Carolina was starting to kind of heat up. Um, South Carolina rolled off some big, big wins. We just covered that. Uh, at the tail end of last year, beating Tennessee and Clemson. And unfortunately, they just caught them there at the tail end of the of year two under Beamer. Uh, Spencer Rattler was there, um, you know, and they lost 38-27. to And then their marquee game. Um, and this was the game, I think, that gave them a lot of hope. Uh, now, they had a tough stretch, right? We talked about that Alabama Ole Miss-Georgia yeah. stretch. They finished the season with Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee – and if you were to ask me this time last year, I'd say, yeah, that's another three losses. Yeah, that's what I would have said. And it's another impending doom, a lot less so than Alabama, Ole Miss, and Georgia. But yeah. still, those are big-name programs. Kentucky's on the rise. So I definitely would have thought Kentucky would have drummed them. But it, it, that doesn't happen. That's right. They pull out the win over Kentucky. They beat them on the road. Uh, mind you, they beat them twenty-four to twenty-one. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Stoops was not happy about that one. Um, but uh, you know, Clark Lee took his team in there and and won and won that game, pulled out a win. Then they get Florida at home, and Florida, you know, again, just a program. We talked about it when we we're talking about South Carolina. We talked about it when we talked about the twenty twenty-two Florida team. You know, it's. It's a team and a program that is just – it's kind of difficult to make heads or tails of. Um, is Billy Napier a good coach? I don't know. Um, I do know that you do have to give a coach a few years. He is recruiting well down there. Um, you got to give him a few years to maybe get a program going. Um, but, you know, I don't know what's going on there. But Vanderbilt beats Florida 31-24, um, another big kind of marquee win. So you think they're going into this Tennessee game – a Tennessee team that just lost to South Carolina, and you're thinking, hey, can they do it? Uh, they could not. Uh, they lose 56-0 to Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, not the biggest shock, really, but, you know, Tennessee's on the rise. Again, where Vanderbilt started off, they're starting off 10 years behind everybody. That That's a, that's a great statement. Great statement on that. So it's hard to get excited, but you can at least see a light. Might be a really small light, so you're really far away from it, but it's there. There's but, hope. But you know they're they're not they're not going you know three and nine. I think the line on on Vanderbilt last year was two and a half. Oh yeah. You know the 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 betting line last year on Vanny was could they get over two and a half wins, and they go and they double that they get five. Um, there were a lot of folks saying I don't know if they get one right. You know I, you know that they, they were counting maybe maybe one win against a UNLV or or. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, a Hawaii or uh, or uh, Northern Illinois or Elon or something like that. They're giving them one win, but I mean, there were people who were wondering if they were going to beat Northern Illinois last year. Yeah. Um, the biggest advantage they have is no one circles Fandy's name. Therefore, you go into every game with somebody overlooking you, and that's easy to feed to a team. When you can feed a team that, and it truly be true, uh, those guys are going to get fired up and get pissed off and play hard. Absolutely. You know, I think there's something to be said. I think every Vanderbilt player, I think every Vanderbilt fan has a chip on their shoulder. 
and rightfully so. No team really puts enough respect on them. Um, no team really looks at them the way that they should. I think Clark Lee has set a new expectation for his team internally. Um, and as an Auburn fan, I mean, I'm looking at this Vanderbilt team for this year. Yeah. And I'm, they make me nervous. Yeah. You I mean, know? My knees kind of start wiggling. Uh, it's, it's, it's a team that can come up and get you if you're not careful. You have to go in and play Vanderbilt and play them hard. You can't overlook yeah, them. Yeah, you, you have to stomp on them early. That's right. And make sure you handle business. And once you handle business in that first half, I think, the, yeah, then, then you can – let's cruise. Yeah, let's cruise. But if you go into it not knowing, they're going to punch you. They're going to punch you right in the mouth. And if you're not prepared for that, you, you're done. If you give them an inch, they will take it a mile. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you, if you give them a foothold, man, they will make the most of it. And – um, you know that's a program that's on the rise, and and I think they're gonna do, I think they're gonna do good things in the coming years. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> talking about you know home field advantage or or no home field advantage, setting expectations. You know, we we've talked about it before, and I've heard from basketball players over the years. It's tougher to hit a shot when the crowd goes quiet than when it than it is when the crowd gets loud. I think Vanderbilt Stadium is a lot like that. You know, it's such a quiet place because just. Let's be real. They don't have a home field advantage. Um, but that is their advantage, that it's so quiet. It actually makes it somewhat of a difficult place to play uh, just because it is so quiet. It can be it can be tough. Um, so uh, it's a team going into 2023. I know Clark Lee is trying to get them to six wins, and we'll take a look and see if they can get there. Uh, talking about this team for 2023, it's returning most of their offensive line. They return seventy starts on their offensive line, uh, which is pretty good. They're not a they're not a juggernaut on the line. You know they're not going to bulldoze anybody, but they're also not going to give up a ton of sacks. Uh, they're <clears throat> they're they're really kind of a lunch pail type crew that's going to let the running back. They're going to make enough holes for the running back to get some yards. They're going to give their team a chance, their offense a chance to be successful. Um, and that's a big statement, especially in the SEC, in this what seems like a transition year. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot of teams with a lot of questions. We've talked about that, I think, on every episode, yeah. um, and which is why I think we put so much faith in LSU and maybe Georgia that, that they're going to get the job done you know, for their respective teams uh, just because they do return so much productivity. But this is a team – A.J. Swan really came on the scene last year uh, – uh, can he make that big step next year? Can he make a big step this year? Excuse me. Uh, can he make that leap year two leap? You know, and really take over this offense. They have some dudes at wide receiver. They got Will Shepard. They've got Jaden McGowan. They got Quincy Skinner. Those guys combined for almost fifteen hundred yards total last year. Uh, so not a bad wide receiving core. Again, they got a defensive, a decent offensive line that. Um, Probably middle of the road SEC, which is more than you know seven or more teams can say. Um, uh, they know what they're getting in their offensive line, which is more than a lot of teams can yeah. say in the SEC. Uh, but their big loss is they lose uh, Ray Davis uh, to Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, it's like a huge add-on for Kentucky too. I, absolutely, they didn't have that running back last year, um, and I think having uh, them robbing kind of Vanderbilt, um, you know of you know one of their key players is is going to affect Vandy um and, and we're going to see again yeah. we talked about South Carolina how much does the transfer portal impact this is the first year you really get to see the the total impact of the portal yeah i mean we talk about offense but the defense for Vandy 
you got to have it. You can't just play offense and win. Yeah, you know, and they've got some guys. I mean, they got Miles Capers. Um, they've they've got um, another defensive lineman. I, I can't recall his name. Um, uh, that are that are good. Um, uh, you know, that that can rush the quarterback, can get some things done. It'll be interesting to see how those two pair up in the steps that they take this year. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> they don't have a lot of corners. Um, they don't have a lot of depth at corner. They don't have a lot of talent at corner. So are teams going to be able to pick them apart? Um, can teams, you know, can I go max protect and run my best wide receiver downfield and just get big plays against you? Can you stop the big play? I think that's been Vanderbilt's issue. I don't know that they can do it this year, um, again, with what they've got coming back. Um, but we'll see. Um, they do have some talented guys coming in. They've got a Bryce Cowan guy um, at linebacker who should be interesting to see. Um, they've got Kane Patterson uh, coming back as um, an inside backer again. So, um, you know, they don't have a Zach Cunningham, but maybe one of those guys can kind of fill that role um, coming in. Um, they do have a pretty good special teams punter, Matthew uh, uh, Hayball, I think is his name. Really good punter, uh, which you got to be if you're going to be at Vandy. Yeah, um, it's, it's a it's a staple. It is a staple <laughs> for them. They should rely on their special teams more. You know, <clears throat> so we'll get into the schedule here um, and see what see what this team can do. So, all right, let's take a look at at, at the 2023 schedule. So, they start the season out uh, last year. They went to Hawaii. This year they get Hawaii at home. Um, I think they get the win there. They drummed them last year. I don't think Hawaii has anybody this year that's. Uh, gonna surprise anybody, so I give them the win. Hawaii's a vacation spot, not a not a college powerhouse. <laughs> uh, then they pull in, they get uh, Alabama A and M, um, and they're they are um, they're gonna get a win against them, I believe. I uh, don't see any reason why they wouldn't get the win there. It, yeah, uh, it would be a freak of nature if Alabama A and M came up and won. Yeah, and and you know when you think about Vandy, just you know, one thing they did do last year, I think they won the games that are expected to win. And then they won the games that they weren't – a couple of games they weren't expected to win too. So this is a team that's overachieving, right, by by all standards. So we'll see if they can overachieve. I would not give them a loss to a team that they should beat, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I would just wouldn't give it to them. So we'll see that as we go through this. They go to Wake Forest. They play at Wake Forest. Now, this is a Wake Forest team. It's a little bit different. They don't have Sam Hartman at quarterback. He transferred to Notre, Notre Dame. Yeah. It's also that noon game, and, you know, fans are not going to be as quite as rowdy. So you can't really factor that into it. If Andy comes out and punches them in the mouth, it's possible that they get it. It is possible. It'll be a battle of the gold and black um, yeah. up there um, and also some a bunch of smart kids. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do think Wake Forest wins that game. Yeah. I just think they have more returning. I know they lose Sam Hartman a few other folks, but um, it seems like – you know, they're a program, like you said, you know, Vandy's 10 years behind the SEC. They're, they're probably three or four years behind Wake Forest, right? Yeah. Um, Wake Forest is a good program. Um, that, that, they've got that, talent. They've got talent. They've had some guys come in. Uh, they've got good coaching up there. Um, so I, I do think Wake Forest gets the win there. Yeah. Uh, then they go out to Vegas. So Vandy, if you go to Vandy, you do get to play in some really cool plays. They got to go to Hawaii last year. You get to go to Vegas this year. You live in Nashville. If I'm a recruit, those are big selling points. They get to go see the Sphere. 
They get to go see. I have seen this fear. That is wild. That that is wild. I'm sure it's going to cause more than a few wrecks. <laughs> it will uh, be. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know you're going to have going to have some some wild things going on out there. Um, I think they get the win against UNLV. I don't, I don't even think that's a question. Yeah, it took me a second to even realize who that was when I first saw it. Yeah. So <clears throat> so then then they get uh, Kentucky and the Kentucky games at home. Um, you know they beat Kentucky last year. Yeah. I've I've got high expectations for Kentucky, and I'm with you on that. I think it's a slept on team this year. I don't think they're getting respected at all. When it's still Mark Stoops, he's still a good coach. What I I don't know why everybody just dropped off on him. I know they had a disappointing year last year, but it's not like they've lost. They're, they didn't have a ooh, a collapse. No, I I don't think they collapsed. They kept fighting, which you know Stoops is not going to let that team quit. Um, they kept going there. Um, they just didn't have the productivity that they needed on the offensive line to be successful. Will Rogers is a good quarterback. Um, obviously, NFL scouts thought very highly of him. He had great arm talent. Um, I just don't think they had all the right pieces in place to be able to be extremely successful last year, yeah. or as ex- successful as really the expectations that they had built at Kentucky. Um, I don't think Kentucky is going to let – uh, let Vandy beat them no. two years in a row. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, so we got them for a loss there. Uh, then they get Missouri at home. Um, I think Vandy gets revenge on this game. I'm not very high on Missouri this year. No, I, again, it's one of those teams that hasn't been relevant in a decade, so hard to be high on Missouri. It is, you know, and the, and the crazy thing about Missouri is that every now and then they pull these five-star guys in, um, kind of out of nowhere. Um, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz is doing everything he can. He's recruiting hard. Um, it, we've said it. We talked about South Carolina. I think we said it when we talked about LSU. They just seem like they can't get over the hump. They'll have these games where they come out and they play you hard, and then they just can't. I mean, against Auburn last year, we talked about it. I was kind of hoping they would beat us. Yeah, I mean, they beat themselves. They did. They I mean, didn't even. We didn't even like beat them. They missed a field goal late in the game. There, to, they yeah. could have won it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even that long of a field goal, and then you fumble the ball walking into the end zone. Pretty much. Um, Missouri fans, we were as disappointed as y'all were about that. So, um, you know, we 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 feel your pain on that one. Yeah. We were ready for it to be over. Yeah. We we're trying to end that Harson regime early. We were, but uh, so we give Vandy the win here over Missouri. Um, it is at home for Vanderbilt. Um, I do think that's a team that's going to play hard and try to get that one. I think that's a game they felt like maybe they sh- they should. I think maybe maybe that's, a, yeah. maybe that's the one game that Vanderbilt felt like we should have won that game. Yeah, no, and uh, understandably so. Again, Missouri. Uh, maybe they should. Maybe they don't think they should have won it, but they were like, "Why didn't Missouri lose the game to us?" <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, and it's a it's a. And I was a uh, 17-14 game. Um, you know, you think about it, that's probably a program-changing game. I mean, that last year, that gets them to 6-6 six and six yeah, with bowl. the way they finished. Gets them to a bowl. You know, you get some things rolling there. So, uh, But I do think they get the win against Missouri this year. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> one, I'm going to flip back the other way, um, and I'm sure this is making Vanderbilt fans mad. Um, the Florida Gators, they go play in the Swamp um, against Florida – I, it's tough to give Vanderbilt a win against Florida in the swamp. Yeah. Um, I don't have high expectations for Florida this year, but I don't. But the swamp is still a tough place to play. You're right, 
However, I, the play devil's advocate, those Florida fans do not respect Vandy, just like no other SEC group of fans respect Vandy. So maybe it's not the swamp that Auburn saw in 2019, but maybe it's a little bit quieter. But I still think Florida gets it, pulls it out. They're, again, 10 years ahead of Vandy when it comes to talent. That's right. So I just don't see it happening. It's possible. It's not a 0%. But it's it's definitely not a high percentage chance. Yeah, and you got to look at where Florida's at in their schedule when they play Vanderbilt. They will play um, they will play at Utah to open the season on September second, which should be a interesting game. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Utah wins that game. Uh, Florida, you know, plays McNeese. They play Tennessee, Charlotte. And then they're playing at Kentucky before they play Vanderbilt. They and then they play Vanderbilt at home. This could be a Florida team coming into the Vanderbilt game that has two wins against McNeese and Charlotte. They're they're two and three coming into a, a, a game against Vandy. I you know Vandy could get the win here. This it, could be a toss up game. It's possible. I can it's not just possible, it's like actually feasible where I could see it happening. I agree. You know, I, th- I think I think this maybe this is the one we get wrong. I'd be happy to get this one wrong. Yeah. Um, that uh, Vandy comes out and, and gets Florida um, and is able to, you know, uh, maybe get to a bowl game this year. Uh, then they go and they play. They get Georgia at home. I don't, you know, Sorry. I think Georgia just out-talents you. Uh, no, I think Georgia out-talents a lot of teams this year. It's not going to be close. It's going to be tough. Don't watch it. That's right. Um, then they get uh, they get to lick their wounds after that game. Uh, they get a bye week. Uh, and then they get Ole Miss, and they go to Ole Miss um, and play. Now, I know Ole Miss drummed them last year, um, but much like Florida, I'm just not high on Ole Miss. Nope. And, look, it's playing in Oxford. That's not a, really a scary place to play, honestly. But if if you can stop Ole Miss three times, you can beat them. That's the key to me. Yep. They're going to out – they score a lot, but if you can stop them three times and take advantage of the when you take it back over on uh, offense – you might be able to switch that whole game up. I, I could see them really beating Ole Miss. The key to that game is going to be can Vanderbilt's corners stop yes. Ole Miss's receivers. And and can really – I tell you, that game really is going to rely on on their defensive end, Vanderbilt's defensive ends, getting to the quarterback. If they can get to the quarterback, man, your corners look a thousand times better if you're able to sack the yeah. quarterback. Yeah, or just put them under pressure and make them make a dumb throw. Take, have some takeaways. Get a pick. That's right. All right. Then they get Auburn at home. Uh, Vanderbilt does. Uh, we we give Vandy the win over over Ole Miss. Yeah. I think they come out of the win there. I think that's maybe one of their big wins. Yeah. Um, Clarkley's been able to do that um, and get some unexpected wins. I think that's one of the wins. Maybe that Florida game's another unexpected win. Then they play Auburn at home, and uh, our bias is probably going to come out here. No, definitely. Uh, I want. I mean, I don't just want. I truly believe Auburn is going to win this game. However, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm just overly confident. I'm not. I'm scared of Vandy. No, there, there's no reason why an Auburn fan should walk into the Vanderbilt game and thinking we can win on Tyler on because we ain't got it. Um, we haven't, we proven, haven't seen it. We haven't proven it yet, um, you know, um, that that we can do that. It's, it's one of those where it's like we should on paper. Again, it's – it's not a math test, though. It's you actually have to go do it. 
That's right. Um, so, you know, I think Auburn is able to get the win there. I think Hugh Freeze is going to be a big uh, addition for Auburn offensively. Um, I think Auburn still has some questions defensively that they've got to answer. Depth is certainly a concern uh, for that team. You know, with the offense that Hugh Freeze runs, does that is that detrimental to the defense, similar to the way Heupel's offense is detrimental to their defense? Um, you know, it should be an interesting uh, season for the Auburn Tigers as well. They've got a lot of questions to answer. So this is by no means a, a gimme game uh, for Auburn. Um, I think they got to go up there, and I think they got to win the game. Yeah, it's they actually have to go play. <laughs> Uh, so then to close out the season, uh, Vanderbilt plays at South Carolina. Um, we talked in the South Carolina pod that um, we think South Carolina gets that win. Uh, we don't think, much like the Auburn game, I don't think this is a gimme game. This is not a gimme game. And, you know, Vanderbilt, that speaks to how well Clarkley is building that program. It is a team you have to go in. You have to respect. You have to give them enough due respect. You have, like you said, Emmett, you got to come out. you got to punch them in the mouth. Yeah. No, um, you're right. And I think South Carolina is going to win that game. I don't think Vanderbilt can get that one. That could be another toss-up game, though. Um, you know, uh, one thing I will say about about SEC schedules in general this year, um, there's a lot of folks that are saying this, and you'll hear it from, I think, every single fan base this year, maybe except for South Carolina. Wow, look at that schedule. That's the easiest schedule we've had in years. Yeah. And it's because there's so much uncertainty across the SEC. It's a transition year. I really think it's a transition year in terms of players. It's a transition year in terms of coaches. Um, you've seen a, a, a few coaches uh, leave. You've seen coordinators leave, which isn't atypical. Uh, but it just seemed like there's really kind of a changing of the guard going on Yeah. across the SEC. 100%. Uh, changes of coaches, the portal is – really starting to take effect, I think, this year. Yeah, and I think you're going to see teams that, you know, maybe didn't have a stellar recruiting class, but can I go portal some guys yeah. in and up my talent, up my depth, and Auburn's make me won. a – I think Auburn's one of them. You know, they got – Auburn's biggest problem last year was offensive line. I think they got some offensive linemen in. Back on Vandy. <clears throat> uh, then they get a second bye week. Now, they get that second bye week because they play Hawaii – one week before everybody else. Um, and I think that's a travel time kind of deal. Um, but they get a second bye week before the last uh, weekend um, of the season. So that front Saturday of Thanksgiving week, they're off. And then they play at Tennessee. I don't know that that second bye week helps them a ton. No. Um, now, as you said, Emmett, does Tennessee overlook them? That's a huge problem with the SEC, the other SEC teams. It's like we bullied Vandy for so long, and now they're like you know somewhat decent. You can't overlook them just because you've had your hand out holding their head. That's while right. They just swing and miss. Yeah. They might actually punch you in the face now. Yep. So be prepared to win. Yeah. So this is a team. At the end of the day, we've got them going five and seven this year. Um, they have a few toss up games in there. I think the Florida game's a toss up. I think the Ole Miss game is a toss up. I think the South Carolina game is a toss-up. If we've got them going one and two in those games, if they go two and one in those games or three and zero in those games, man, you're bowling and you're having a successful season as a Commodore. Um, So we'll see what Vandy does. Um, They should be um, as good. Um, I think they'll be better in spots 
Uh, and I think they'll be worse in spots this year. And I think that really puts them kind of right back in the same spot that they were last year, um, which is a team that's right there on the cusp of going bowling. Can they find that sixth win and, um, and, and go bowling and really kind of start making some big leaps and bounds uh, in the SEC? Uh, that's it for this podcast covering Vandy. Next podcast, next episode, we will be covering Georgia. Emma, any any comments or thoughts on Georgia? I'd like to know Kirby Smart's brainwashing techniques and how Georgia fans and the players believe that they are an underdog because nobody, nobody is expecting you to finish badly. No, no, no nobody is. But but you know, it's uh, it's that rat poison. You know, they they. They Kirby's feeding it to him himself, yeah. and he's getting them going. So we will answer that question along with the Georgia QB uh, situation. What's going on there? What are our expectations for them in 2023? Can they three-peat and make history? Can Kirby Smart do what Nick Saban hasn't or couldn't do at Alabama? Um, and can he take the reign as – is he the greatest football coach now in college football? We'll see. We'll dig into this uh, and more on Georgia and their season expectations. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Brothers for the latest SEC news, stories, and more.